the second episode of Underwater, your favorite new podcast from uh, your homies over at The Pond. I'm joined today by the one and only Meta Regular. Uh, Meta, in addition to just being a uh, complete chad at Parallel TCG, is a excellent art cre- you know, collector and uh, as well somebody that I'm, I'm happy to call a friend. Um, Meta and I work together on the Echelon Prime Foundation, focusing on building out a gaming ecosystem using the Prime Token. The the first game which we'll be using this, of course, is Parallel TCG. Um, today, I'm pretty excited to have Meta. We're going to chat a little bit about GDC. Um, for those of you who don't know, GDC is a huge game developer conference. I think it's called Game Developer Conference. Uh, but yeah, it's a huge event that happens every year in San Francisco. Uh, and this year seems like it was a pretty big year for crypto. But before we get into that, welcome Meta Regular. I floated this past Rogue on, on last week's episode, but I, I kind of think that this Coinbase Walls notice was somewhat bullish right like the cards are finally on the table at, at least a lot of the cards are on the table i feel like that uncertainty about what was going to happen post ftx with um you know both the agency-led enforcement as well as potential bills passed uh by the u.s congress i know insert joke about u.s congress actually passing bills here um but yeah, it's like it's like all of a sudden we have a bit of clarity and people are like, oh, okay, like I can work with that. Like, oh, they're just going to try to fuck Coinbase? Okay, I mean, sure, uh, we'll just buy all the tokens. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, sometimes just things like I, I, I mean, there's probably obviously a, a, a completely rational reason why this exists. I, I just, you know, as a sort of, um, you know, uh, just, just, as a casual sort of, uh, um, uh, I guess, like attendee of all the sort of government and SEC stuff, like I, I don't, I don't know enough about that stuff to sort of uh, figure out some of that macro stuff. But um, on on uh, the sort of basic retail end, which is what I would sort of consider myself, uh, like you know, we 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 we're we're okay. Eat this up. I mean, it's. Uh, it's it's weird because the I was saying this to to uh, one of the other guys is like are we in a bear market ETH is at eighteen what's it yeah it's at eighteen hundred like that that is not that is not bear market numbers for ETH um, and really like if the last or the worst of the of it was at uh, you know whatever nine sixty that three digit ETH there that that went down for like I don't know ten minutes or less than ten minutes. Um, was the bottom like it's you know it's been a it's been a long bear oh a week but like it, this is nothing in comparison to uh you know 2000 2018 19 um you know like back then we were we got right back down to to like 100 i think 200 ETH or something like that um yeah so um yeah it's it feels weird and i like i don't Personally, I don't know how how it should go, and I I sort of stopped worrying about all that stuff. Macro this, micro that. Like I I, I just I just look at the pictures. Um, I like my <laughs> I like my uh, I like my uh, my my pixels. 
Yeah, yeah, you do. You uh, you are what the what the kids call an art engineer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean I think we're seeing right now that sort of inverse relationship between the cost or like the pricing of fine art NFTs in ETH versus uh, ETH's price. Um, you know, as much as we want to pretend that a lot of these NFTs are priced in cryptocurrencies and tied to the crypto market, it does seem like a lot of them are still inherently tied to USD pricing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's probably something there where, um, you know, with royalties going down, um, like, I, I think there's something there, and I haven't spent too much time thinking about it exactly, but uh, essentially, like, with royalties going essentially to zero, uh, the folks that are selling NFTs at lower or um, sort of whatever they pay for it are still gaining a profit. So this whole um, effect of basically having royalties optional, um, no, it, 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 it sucks. It's sort of pricing in this sort of floor right now, but I think people are willing to drop the floor because they don't need to, or they, they've already captured, or they will be up on on whatever the purchase is. Now, I I, I feel like the, the all the other sort of bigger stuff with like you know blur farming and everything is also having an impact on on uh, sort of N- NFTs as a, as a whole. But you know, I, I think the royalty um, the royalty stuff is sort of at least partially a, a factor on uh, on why we're seeing a bit of the uh, NFT floors going going lower interesting yeah yeah i definitely buy that i think that makes sense um awesome um well yeah i guess at the start i had sort of set it up that we would chat about gdc so yeah i'd love to pivot there now so you were at gdc this year um and i guess um yeah, maybe a little bit of setup here last year you and i were at uh pax west and you know, I guess speaking for myself here, that was a pretty big uh, reality check, so to speak, for me, in that, you know, a lot of us in Web3 Gaming uh, who, you know, have invested in Web3 Gaming companies, work uh, with Web3 Gaming uh, companies, build Web3 Gaming products, you know, there's always been this, like, huge mantra of, like, oh, you know, if we build it, they will come, and, you know, like, we'll just market to all these gamers. But I think going to a, a big game conference last year really cemented for me that it was like, oh, shit, we maybe don't even actually know who are, like, like we don't know this customer. This customer doesn't know us. We're actually, like, really behind in sort of our understanding of who they are and how to market them, especially considering the sort of negative sentiment that exists uh, specifically about NFTs in the, in the gaming community. Um, but I was really heartened to sort of hear from, from you and others that GDC felt totally different this year. Um, yeah. I'd love to sort of just get your take on, you know, sort of how GDC was and uh, how it maybe compared a bit to uh, our, our trip to PAX last year. Yeah. Um, GDC was incredible. Um I think that uh, I, I got a lot out of it. I think that the there was a huge shift there in terms of Web three, um, uh, and and sort of 
kind of blockchain gaming. Um, you know, these co- these conversations were openly had, like, uh, and maybe it was partially due to the location in being in San Francisco and being more of like, I guess, more progressive in terms of crypto uh, or tech or anything like that. But um, it, I, you know, walking down the street, you can hear people talking about staking and tokens. Um, when I was manning uh, or helping man the um, the station at uh, at uh, at the Polygon booth where where Parallels uh, uh, Alpha was being uh, featured or the, the Alpha client was being featured, you know there were conversations on tokenomics uh, asked by you know common passerbys, um, and this is definitely like a like a stark contrast to what was our experience at, at Pax West where. You know, um, and no, uh, no games were sort of um, outwardly crypto friendly. Uh, we only discovered one of the games uh, uh, was sort of NFT or crypto related uh, uh, from a tip from a, from a, a fellow colleague, and um, and even when we uh, we approached them to talk about it, it was it was sort of like yeah they. They, they 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 sort of explain this process of applying getting um, uh, rejected because uh, they they were so too uh, I guess web three forward um, but uh, yeah this is sort of very promising uh, because I think we're we're likely going to see um, a shift in this direction and in fact like one of the presentations so at GBC there was this almost like an entire building. Um, or at least like a quarter of one, like you know that these conferences are, are, are sort of huge complexes with multiple buildings and, and all these events going on. And one of the buildings was almost like fully dedicated to, um, you know, web web three or blockchain uh, stuff. Like you, you had people putting up booths for um, like server management, blockchain, uh, blockchain metadata, metadata management, um, you know all, all this other all these other services that like sort of don't they're not present unless you're fully committed you know what i mean um and uh and anyways at one of these um uh at this building there was essentially a, a constant stream of presentations uh on uh web3 gaming uh or blockchain gaming uh as a whole uh throughout the entire day, like constantly, every hour on the hour, there was another presentation where you had industry professionals sort of explaining to the greater public, like what this sort of means to the industry. And it was, uh, it was really great. And one of the presentations, sorry, I'm a bit uh, uh, sort of uh, off on a tangent here, but he basically said that his theory was uh, every game will sort of incorporate uh, blockchain um, tech uh, in the future, in the next like three to five years. That was his sort of thesis. Um, and I, well, I'm biased and I, I tend to believe that, uh, but um, it sort of speaks to the the sort of sentiment that, that you know, we're sort of on the cusp of, of uh, a big change uh, in the industry. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's great. And, and I think, you know, look, we tend to believe the, the same things, you know, obviously we, we wouldn't be spending our time and, and money 
um, investing in this space and specifically in, in games if we didn't sort of believe this core thesis. But I think like something I've been thinking about way more is um, the signals and the analogs that currently exist in the Web2 gaming world. So, I mean, I've spoken a ton about Counter-Strike. I've written a lot about Counter-Strike. I fucking love Counter-Strike. It's a great game. But like, more importantly, it has a really robust economy that, okay, yes, it's pumped up by some speculation right now. But you, know, you have this 10 to 11-year-old economy of sort of skins um, that have existed within the you know, Counter-Strike ecosystem. And there's a secondary marketplace. You can actually trade this stuff like natively on Steam. You can trade it via third party. And like, look, it's not full Web3 decentralized ownership of digital assets. But it is analogous to the types of systems. I think someone else described it to me I think they really nailed it as it's like functionally a private blockchain in a sense, right? Like you have private ownership models. Now maybe there's a services agreements or a terms of service that you agree to uh, with valve that says that you're effectively leasing these things. And so, you know, we can get into the nuances of ownership there, but if you zoom out and look at the bigger picture, I mean, in March alone, $500 million more or less was spent uh, opening cases of skins for, for guns and Counter-Strike. Um, now, yeah, I mentioned there's there's a bit of speculation going on there right now, but there's also demand for digital assets. Then you look at sort of like what Fortnite announced at GDC with this more kind of like open, like the ability to build your own islands and build these own worlds and greater revenue share with the people who build them and it's again, yeah, you know, I know that Roblox exists and Minecraft exists and, and you already have some of these open worlds, but, you know, maybe the most commercially successful game over the last while in Fortnite and in a massive developer and studio like, uh, or I guess publisher like Epic, uh, leaning into, yeah, more of the, the sort of like, I, I guess it's like these themes that feel very embedded in, in the culture of crypto and web three and, and seeing those appear more and more on the web two side makes me believe yeah like we are going to um you know we are we are going to cut over to these you know seeing digital asset ownership in a in a truly like web three native way more and more in, in these traditional games. Yeah I, I I I agree. And it's sort of weird like I, I think a lot of the stuff um, still just sort of boils down to education um, and adoption. I mean, I think that like maybe because we're uh, more crypto native, like certain things become, you know, seemingly are, are quite obvious to us, uh, but there is still a bit of um, work to be done, um, you know, uh, and maybe maybe another insight from, from GDC is that like some of these conversations that we're, we're having there or that are being had are, are sort of like, explaining on first principles like what what the sort of benefit is what the sort of um what the technology unlocks uh you know like like there was a there was a presentation on what are tokenomics you know like like you know for us like something that like we deal with like on a day-to-day -day basis like you know they're they're basically walking through that there's a token and these tokens sort of unlock different utilities and um you know uh allows players to uh sort of uh, essentially get a benefit for for interacting within the, the, the ecosystems that they're 
you know, they're enjoying being a part of. And um, those are the, 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 that's just the start, right? I think like, you know, three years from now, we're going to, we're going to be getting into these conferences, uh, conference presentations where it's like, you know, uh, we're, we're going to get into the, the thick of the detail because it's going to be a bit more ingrained. Um, you know, like talking about like different types of economies, how, how certain games will, um, you know, require certain, uh, certain like mechanics to keep the whole thing running. Um, and those are the, those are the conversations that I think we're, we're, we're working on at Echelon. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, start to see those conversations having, uh, happening more frequently. Um, but yeah, like, uh, for now, I, I feel like we're getting there. People are starting to warm up to the idea. Um, you know, basic sort of, um, general terms, uh, uh, are, are, are getting sort of more embedded into the vernacular and, um, eventually we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hope to see, um, a bit more, um, sort of like adoption or, um, you know, people, people having those light bulb moments that, uh, you know, maybe for, for the, the more, um, the more native, uh, folks are, are, uh, you know, obvious to us. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, you know, before we before we sort of wrap up here, um, I'm curious. Ba based on your time at GDC, um, and you can't answer parallel because I think you know we, we are obviously quite biased with parallel. Um, other than parallel, what were the sort of Web three games that impressed you the most that you think have um, maybe you know the biggest chance of breaking out into having this sort of like actual crossover between traditional gamers and, and crypto. Uh, well, I didn't really spend too much time playing all the games. I, I heard um, I heard that the uh, shrapnel was like a, a pretty big um, uh, a pretty big hit, uh, at least with the uh, the team that we were running with. Um, the lineup was just a little too long, uh, and I couldn't. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't participate, but it's, a, I believe, a, a, like a first-person shooter um, that's built on Avalanche. Um, there was also, uh, again, I, I didn't get a chance to play it, but um, the, the Dead Drop, uh, uh, Dead Drop um, uh, tactical, I guess, uh, vertical extraction shooter. Um, obviously, that one's backed by, uh, uh, you know, pretty big, pretty big. Uh, uh, streamer, so so that that one likely has is going to have a lot of eyes on it that, that might convert over. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting, right? Like there's there's I, I think the the first thought is to sort of take Web two games and and um, sort of convert them into Web three space. Um, uh, but I think there's probably going to be a game that like you know we we don't know we don't think it's going to be the 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 game but it it will actually um uh, i guess like convert the most people like interestingly enough like games like i don't know candy crush or or tetris something like very basic like that like i i feel has uh a place here and i i don't even know how i mean i i, I if i spent like you know five ten minutes i could probably figure out like how you know, a Tetris-like game could could be um, part of like a token economy, but you know those types of games like they're so um, 
you know, uh, abstract and, and um, simple that like they have an, they, they have the ability to just, um, you know, be, be a little bit more um, uh, like, uh, I don't know how to say it, like um, easy for people to, to sort of digest. And like, I think what's interesting about those games is like, it's, it's just like purely fun, right? Like you just sort of see these blocks come down, you, 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 you collect, you, um, you connect the, the sort of, uh, blocks and, and that's like immediate endorphin rush, right? Like you just sort of got the sort of points and, and, and you're happy. And like, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as that. And, you know, obviously for the more avid gamers, they want, they want that experience, like maximized times three with explosions. Um, but some people just want, uh, want something very basic. So, um, I'm curious to see what, what games uh, do break out. And my hunch is actually um, uh, the simpler it is, um, the simpler it is, maybe the better. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. Interesting. I love it. Um, all right, one more before we get out of here. Uh, give me your, like, two-minute takes on uh, Diablo 4 Beta. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I am. Uh, if nobody knows, I I am a huge Diablo two uh, nerd. I played uh, just like an extensive amount. Like I'm talking an obscene amount of uh, hardcore, hardcore mode Diablo two um, for basically just my entire life. Um, and so I've been waiting for this game for about four years. Uh, when they first announced it with the cinema trailer, it looked sick as hell. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait a bit to, to give a, a full verdict uh, because I think, like, how these types of games really open up, like a, like a bottle of wine, you need, to, you need to experience the end game. You need to be able to, like, you know, get the satisfaction of min-maxing at the, at the highest levels and seeing how you can, like, take, like, a relatively um, uh, sort of hard boss um and, and you know, obviously try to beat them faster um so uh in the beta like we only have like about 20 uh it's only 25 levels and, and it's, it's pretty much uh scratching the surface of the game so it, it's so far it's been incredibly easy um and uh you know there are certain things i really like which is the combat and um the skill trees all that is it's really it's really cool um, the things I dislike are the itemization seems a little bit, um, you know, uh, convoluted. Um, and, and I, I hate things where like a ring is the same size slot as like a suit of armor. You know, I, I know it's, it's, it's simpler to, to deal with inventory like that, but it also feels like sort of watered down. And then, um, I guess my, my third point there is like, Blizzard and, and the sort of Diablo series has sort of like pushed the envelope of the genre. Like every single time they've, they've released uh, the game, except for, I, I, I mean, I, I guess there, there are proponents that, that um, think Diablo three was, was a good game. I, I didn't like it as much, but uh, they, they basically push the, the ARPG mechanics, like quite a big deal. And I felt like this game has a little bit too much, um, too similar to, to, or inherited too much of this sort of, uh, uh, 
ARPG uh, conventions. So uh, if you've ever played Lost Ark, um, you know, the way that the nav, uh, the minimap, um, the sort of uh, quest pop-ups, uh, it's all very similar. And really the only thing that is different from Lost Ark is to me like the combat system um, feeling just a little bit crispier. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm an old timer, so I, I feel like just give me all the dials and let me keep tweaking them until I, I get the right, uh, uh, the right, uh, the right fit. Um, but this one, you know, there are dials for sure, and maybe I, I just don't. Uh, I need, I need to learn more about some of the end game dials to sort of really feel it out. But for now, I'm, I'm giving it like a, I don't know, a C plus right now. Well, there, there we go. You heard it. You heard it here first. Old timer, meta regular, given Diablo Four a C plus so far. Uh, well, well, yeah. Th thanks for that, Meta. Let's let's leave it there. Um, it was great chatting about GEC gaming and a uh, little D four shit posting. But yeah, I'm sure we'll have you back on again soon. And uh, thanks. For yeah, anytime. Back. No, this is fun. I, I'm I'm liking this sort of format of quick quick chats. Um, really have. Uh, not even a, a, a sort of schedule or um, uh, itinerary on, on the conversation. Um, so I think that yeah, these are just do it. Live. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like uh, it, it's, it's fun and, and I guess organic, but it, it also keeps the, um, you know, the conversation light. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Love it. All right. All right, well, take it easy, Meta, and uh, to all the listeners, we will catch you next week. All Cheers. Right, bye bye.